babe, what episode are we doing today? Bad Blood. Hello! Welcome to Tay 2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Back to December from the Speak Now album and how Gunter's hair was not to Devin's liking. No, no, not to my liking whatsoever. <laughs> and today, we are discussing the song Bad Blood from 1989. This song is known as one of Taylor's most famous, and it was a huge hit on the radio. Bad Blood is the eighth track on the 1989 album. 1989 was released on October 27th, 2014, and this song was co-written by Max Martin and Shellback. Oh, we've heard those names before. Oh, yes, many times. Oh, many times. Bad Blood has been performed live 87 times on her 1989 world tour back in 2015. It was also played 53 times in 2018 during the Reputation World Tour, where she played it as a mashup with You Should Have Said No, You Should Have Gone Home. And then she's also played it uh, for a bunch of uh, award shows as well, and then for a direct TV special in 2017. Mm. This song debuted as a single on May 17th, 2015, and reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Wow. It also had a corresponding music video featuring Kendrick Lamar and all of Taylor's friends. <laughs> and when we say all, it was pretty much everybody. Yes, and we're going to get into that. There's just so many people in that music video. Yes. Oh, uh, Gab, what do you think about this song? So there's no doubt that this song is super catchy. It has this awesome like beat below it that you kind of can like jive to, walk to. It's like got a great driving force. You feel it. Mm-hmm. I am someone who is kind of conflict averse. So I don't necessarily love maybe all the lyrics and the meaning behind the song. Sure. But I also understand the reason for doing it and why it was such a badass song. And I know why it was such a big pop hit, because it's super catchy. Oh, yeah. Maybe just like a touch too repetitive for my liking. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I understand why the song did so well, and I appreciate it for that. Yeah, it's super catchy. And this was a big skip song for me. Oh. On 1989, when I was listening to it with my brother. I wasn't a big fan of it, and you're right, it's a little bit repetitive as is a lot of the 1989 music Mm -hmm. which we talked about in all you had to do was stay Mm -hmm. which is another repetitive song but this song since we've been researching it has kind of grown on me Mm -hmm. i really like the chorus especially the first time that she sings through it at each time she gets into the chorus where there's no like fill of music it's just that bass drum you're talking about yeah You know, and she just has that, and now now we got bad, but it really just like drives it. Yeah, that's really cool. And then, of course, like always, her bridges are great, and the bridge in this one's really good. But compared to some of the other songs on 1989, I'm not the biggest fan of this one. Mm -hmm. And this is one that, like, you know, as you said, hit number one, which is 
wild. Yeah. And I feel like the badass video was a huge part of that. Sure. I also love the bridge, though, especially this, the different sound with the band-aids don't fix bullet holes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that whole, like, I don't know how to say it. It's just like, kind of like a break in mm-hmm. what the rest of the song sounds like. Yeah. It's cool. It's a totally different vibe. And the metaphor is great. Yeah. And she's, you know, in that moment, kind of sad. Yeah. The, the whole song is very, like, she's mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bad blood. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> we've got bad blood. But then she takes the bridge to kind of just slow it down and be like, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty sad about it, too. Yeah, and I, I like the, the line, uh, you say sorry just for show. Mm-hmm. That idea of someone maybe not meaning sorry, they just say it to kind of save face. Mm-hmm. And you kind of know when that's the case, when you're not getting that genuine apology. Absolutely. Did you see this live? I did. So I saw it live both in the 1989 and Reputation Tour. Whoa. And both performances were pretty badass. Uh, for 1989, oh, am I allowed to say that? Badass? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> not explicit. <laughs> I guess not. I don't think so. In 1989, Taylor was like clad in like this leather bodysuit that was Ooh. awesome. And she was dancing with like her all male dancers. And they kind of were like carrying her on these different platforms, like kind of scaffolding esque. Oh, yeah, that's thing. right. 1989 only had male dancers. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Really weird. I don't really know what that choice necessarily was, but a lot of it was about, I guess, like different relationships breaking uh-huh. down. So maybe that's why. But then on the Reputation Tour, this song, when it was mashed up with Should Have Said No, Hmm. it was so cool. One of my favorite live performances I've seen, because the drums come in like really strong, that Mm. that beat, but it's like even louder than it is on the recording. It was this like crazy just drum beat. And then um, she's singing Bad Blood and like the crowd's all excited. And then you start hearing these little hints of should have said no coming in and like the country sound and everyone just starts going crazy. Oh, cool. And before you know it, you're singing you should have said no in the middle of Bad Blood. And you're like, yeah. whoa. You're like, whoa. And the lighting was so cool and like red, which obviously <laughs> you kind of like feel that like vibe with the blood and the black and red. Sure. And then she climbs on the set as, like through the scaffolding, like oh, yeah, where the right. band is on this kind of second level. Like, her dancers are with her on there, so she's dancing and singing, like, in within the set, basically. Right, yeah, you can see that on the Reputation uh, DVD yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. yeah, well, DVD on Netflix, video yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Ancient Swifties. Ancient. And uh, it's really cool, too, because while she's doing that, some of her dancers are doing these crazy, like, aerial acrobatics. Like, they're, like, in harnesses, and they're, like, spinning. Oh, cool. There was just a lot going on, and it was very cool performance, and it was one of those things where you're like, you can only see this live, you know? Sure. I mean, even though it is recorded, it just felt special. And I love when she mashes up her songs. Yeah. And this was probably one of my favorites because I thought the two songs went together so well. Cool. Let us know if you like that mashup, if you saw it. Yeah, it's so good. And also maybe what some of your other favorite mashups of Taylor's have been. Speaking of this moment in the Reputation Netflix special, so... Her longtime guitar player, Paul Sedotti. Yeah. I love watching him on the stage because he is kind of not very emotive. Mm. He kind of is just there playing the guitar with his goofy rocker hair. 
And when she's like, she comes over, I think, and starts like headbanging, yeah. and, like flailing all over the place. And he's just there playing his guitar. And it's so good. And that is like indicative of every single Paul Sedoti moment on any of those DVDs. He's like her steady. Yeah. She's just, <laughs> he's just there. And she's always like flinging herself around and, and wailing about <laughs> and going crazy. And he's just like, I'm playing guitar. Woo. Yeah. I love that. We're definitely Paul Sedoti stands here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, that definitely started at the beginning of this research. When yeah, we had been watching all of the the specials and the documentaries and stuff, and he was just always there. And we're like, that guy is is pretty cool. He's like there all the time, and mm-hmm. his hair is goofy. And then we're like, wow, he's been with her the entire time. Yeah, which is so cool. Yeah. So with what you said, it is a great headbanging song. Like, it's a song you want to kind of, like, throw your whole body into as you dance to it, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the music video a bit? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like part of this song's success <laughs> is because the music video was so cool. Yeah. And I think that what she did with Kendrick Lamar in the remix mm-hmm. took the parts of the song that were weaker mm added his rap, which was very strong, and then made this amazing mashup between yeah. the two of them, this amazing collaboration, because, of, like like I said, the chorus and the bridge are both really strong for Bad Blood originally, and I thought that the verses were the weakest part, and so her using Kendrick Lamar in, in that way to, to really amp up mm-hmm. the verses while she's doing all the crazy stuff in the music video is uh, was a really smart move for her, I think. I think Kendrick Lamar's collaboration on the remix is a better version of the song. I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. The return of redhead Vixen Taylor on this music video. She's back. She's back. Well, this was the first one. This was the first one. Redhead Vixen, Bad Blood was before Babe. Yes, it was. I think it's also just to note, pretty funny, that we've done three B songs in a row and they've all had music videos. Yes. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Huh. Just, you know, I like picking up on the patterns. Yeah. And she's got a couple more bees that were music videos, too. Blank Space. Oh, right. Coming up. Oh, that's so interesting. Maybe Betty at some point. Oh, here's hoping. Oh. The Bad Blood music video was directed by Joseph Kahn, who has directed eight of Taylor's music videos. Bad Blood was the second of her videos that he directed after the very successful Blank Space music video, which was also on 1989. Which I think is maybe her best music video. Probably. Yeah. We'll see as we go through and rewatch them all, but like off the top of my head, that's my favorite. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, I mean, this music video is just so fun and it's full of so many awesome surprises, especially all the different guest appearances. That is in the music video. So this is a list of all of Taylor's friends who appear in the video. Obviously, Kendrick Lamar does because he's rapping on it. Duh. So here are the other friends who are in the video. Selena Gomez, Lena Dunham, Haley Steinfeld, Soraya, Gigi Hadid, Ellie Golding, Martha Hunt, Cara Delevingne, Zendaya, Haley Williams, Lily Aldridge, Carly Kloss, Jessica Alba, Mariska Hardigay, Ellen Pompeo, and Cindy Crawford. My favorite cameo of all of those friends is uh, Marissa Hardigay and Ellen Pompeo in their scene together. Um, Because as most of us know, Taylor's cats, Meredith and Olivia, were named after characters that each of these women made famous (laughs) on TV. Uh, So I think that that's like pretty cool. And that she got them. Like those people, she named her cats after their characters and she got to a level of fame (laughs) 
<laughs> where they can be in her music video. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. What's your favorite of all the cameos? Uh, I think that Zendaya is pretty great. I think she was already pretty big, but I think she's gotten even bigger since sure. then. She's great. And then I also love uh, Cara De- Delevingne. Is that how you pronounce the last yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't actually know. Delevingne. <laughs> well. It's either Delevingne or <laughs> Cara De- Yeah, I think it's Delevingne. This was totally the height of Taylor's squad days, where she was always surrounded by like her group of gorgeous friends, many of whom are in this video. It was right around this time that like I think the idea of squad was born, and we all started using the term squad goals in that Ooh, year and all mm-hmm. of that. And I feel like it was one of the first times where Taylor was like had a big group of friends. Yeah. Like she was the it girl in yeah. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. 1989. And that was also the time when she would always invite her friends up on stage too, right? Mm-hmm. The 1989 tour. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the models and um, and all that stuff and how they would go, you know, down the run- runway basically yeah. during style. And, or anyone famous who was in attendance, yeah. basically. And so she had all of these friends that she was just like, hey, you guys want to like be in this music video? Yeah. Yeah. And this video was super popular. It received 20.1 million views just the first day, which was a record at the time. It's been passed since then, but that was a record at the time. The Bad Blood music video won for Video of the Year at the 2015 MTV VMAs, and it also won the Grammy for Best Music Video in 2016, and Taylor's friends were all in tow to help accept the award with her, and (laughs) I feel like she was really cemented in as like one of like the cool kids during that time. Absolutely. Oh, it's such a good music video. And Joseph Kahn, for her to work with him, I think he also did Ready For It. Yeah, um, he did. And, like, for her to work with him just has, like, skyrocketed the amazingness that, you know, her videos have. And especially since it's such a big thing now in the music industry, having those music videos on YouTube mm-hmm. and for everybody to be able to watch them there yeah, and to have them be such high quality is really awesome. Yeah, he is a very high level music video director. He's extremely talented and it was cool, especially this era where I feel like, you know, she transitioned into pop and just like owned it and mastered it and right. like was such a star it was really cool her music videos were just so freaking strong during this time yeah have you ever had bad blood with anyone have i ever had bad blood with anyone i don't think so the best example i can have of maybe having bad blood with somebody is my college roommate sophomore year of college mm. he and i kind of had a falling out mm. Not because, like, we were mean to each other or one of us betrayed the other Mm. or whatever, but there were some things that happened that year that made our relationship kind of fall apart Mm. because we had been pretty much best friends freshman year. Mm. And the feeling was more, like, anger than sadness. Sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was kind of over Mm. it. And that relationship never got fixed so, sort of? Mm-hmm. Bad blood? I don't know. What yeah. about you? I don't think, really, I'm, as I said earlier, I'm not super confrontational. Right. I can't, like, the only one, like, because bad blood is, like, this uh, feeling of anger, and I don't feel anger that often, but I, there was, like, one situation kind of in high school or, like, right after high school where someone who I thought was my friend clearly turned out to not be. Mm. 
And so I felt some bad blood in that case. But I'd say that this is not really a song I relate too well to. Sure. And now it is time for... Gossip. (laughs) The hidden message in the liner notes for this song is... She made friends and enemies. And just a reminder to everyone about 1989, the notes being each like a little sentence that all fit together. Mm -hmm. Which we went over and all you have to do was stay. Yeah. So listen to that if you want to hear the whole thing. Yes. It is widely understood that Bad Blood references the feud that existed between Taylor and Katy Perry for many years. Apparently, three dancers left Taylor's Red Tour before it was completed to return to work on one of Katy's tours that they had previously worked on. Allegedly, this was seen as a betrayal and a near sabotage of the Red Tour. I think it's important to state that it has never been confirmed if this was the only cause of the rift between Katie and Taylor, and that it's definitely been simplified in the media, and that we may never fully know what caused the rift and why. Mm. Um, And maybe it's not, you know, our place to know as fans. You know, there was a lot of internet shade and lyrics from different songs thrown back and forth from both Katie and Taylor's camps, a lot that went back and forth between them. Yeah. I don't want to rehash all of that now because the coolest thing is that whatever the cost of the rift was between the two of them, they've now made up. Yeah. And they're friends, as we saw in the You Need to Calm Down music video where there was, you know, an olive branch extended. The French fry to the hamburger. Exactly. And, you know, we saw this summer that Taylor sent a handmade blanket to Katie's newborn daughter, Daisy. So I don't want to get all into all the she said, she said, because... It got a little nasty, and they've smoothed it over, so I want to, like, respect that. You can always Google it if you're interested and weren't, you know, up to date at the time. And Taylor said herself in an interview with Rolling Stone, I know people are going to obsess over who it's about because they think they have all my relationships mapped out, but there's a reason there are not any overt call-outs in that song. My intent was not to create some gossip fest. I wanted people to apply it to a situation where they felt betrayed in their own lives. You know, and even though I'm gossip gab, I do respect that. And the difference between, you know, fun gossip and maybe harmful gossip. And, you know, we can read into her songs and take whatever we think it's understood to be about. But also, when an artist puts music out into the world, then it's for the fans to also interpret it. how they feel and what they put onto it. So I like that idea of her saying they wanted people to apply it to a situation where they felt betrayed. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that's pretty cool. To make it universal. Yeah. Because she's not like, and and Katie, now we got bad. Exactly. It's not an overt, you know, sometimes certain feuds between singers where they actually call people out Mm -hmm. in it. That's not what this is. It could also be about other people that we don't even know that Taylor was having some kind of feelings about, you know? Sure. Well, now we can apply it to Scott Porchetta. Yeah, that is true. They do have bad blood. Yes. You know what? That might make me like the song even more yeah. if I think of it that if way. We, if we have it be about him. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> What's your favorite line in the song? My favorite line is, still got scars on my back from your knives, so don't think it's in the past. Ooh. Ooh. Why is that? It's a cool image, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's... Pretty neat, and it makes me think of stars around my scars Mm. from folklore as well. And so, you know, it's a common thread throughout her music that she's been scarred or, like, wounded Mm -hmm. or 
you know, we are the foxes, you're the wolves, that sort of thing. And using that metaphor. You are the wolves. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> you hunters. Are the hunters. Hunters. Yes. Not... It took me a second. I was like, we are wolves. Not, not wolves. They are the hunters. Yeah. We are the foxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, guys. I'm still a little Taylor Swift rusty. <laughs> what about you? So I didn't realize this. But my favorite line is half of your favorite line and then the next part. So my my favorite is, so don't think it's in the past. These kind of wounds, they last and they last. Mm. And I like that because I like the idea of like betrayal or when someone turns against you. Mm -hmm. Those things last. They don't just go away. You feel them for a while. It takes time to heal and mend them. Yeah. And, you know, it it, sometimes trauma or an upset can take a real long time to get through. And even if we're we're looking at this song to when she and Katie made up, Mm -hmm. it's maybe six years, maybe seven so it takes yeah. a long time. Those wounds last and they last. Yeah. Yeah. They last and they last. Yeah. So Gab, on a scale of one to ten band-aids that don't fix bullet holes, <laughs> what would you give this song? Oh, I've been struggling with this one. Usually mm. the rating kind of comes to me and I really feel it. Oh. I think, I think I have to give this song a six. Okay. I was tottering between a six and a seven. Okay. But I think I have to go with a six because there are just so many songs I like more. Mm -hmm. And though I think that this song is like a super hit and I like the music video and all the press that came with it was so much fun and I'm so grateful for all of that and the performances live were so good. It's still not my favorite of her songs and it's not necessarily like the most complex of her songs. So I have to give it a six. Okay. What would you give it on a scale of 1 to 10 band-aids that don't fix bullet holes? You know, after listening to it some more, it has bumped up a couple of numbers. Okay. So I'm going to give it five. Oh. Five band-aids that don't fix bullet holes. Okay, I feel less bad about my rating now. It's still a song that I'm going to skip. Like, after after (laughs) this... No skip Taylors. <laughs> no, you're right. So no, I won't skip no, it. No, you can but... be honest about that. I, I won't skip it. Okay. You, you, you're entitled to that. But this is one song that I know I'm probably not going to listen to very often. Do you think, and I don't know if it's the same for you as for me, when you relate less to a song, you're less likely to want to listen to it? Or is Maybe. it about the sound of the song to you? It's more about the sound and more about the vibe mm-hmm. for me. And, and this song just kind of doesn't really have that in it. For me, the the sound is a little abrasive, and it's just something that I don't enjoy, you know, mm-hmm. really listening to. It's just a preference. Yeah. For me, there are other songs of hers, as she's gotten older, other angry songs of hers that I appreciate more when I'm in that mood. Sure. Which we will get to Ooh. later. In the alphabet. Keep listening along with us. Uh, Please check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast. We also are on Twitter at Tata Z Podcast. Whoa. But, you know, you can follow us there. We're still working on that one. Um, The Instagram's a little bit more lively right now. Yeah. But give us your thoughts. We really want to know what you think about this song, how many band-aids that don't fix bolt holes you'd give the song. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the mashup with Should Have Said No? Did you see that on the tour? Mm -hmm. We want to hear it all. Also, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. It's really, really been helping us. We're Mm -hmm. moving up. The more you search Taylor Swift, we're almost one of the first 
hits it's and that cool. w- would be so freaking cool if we could get there yeah and you know as you're also listening on other platforms as they have subscribe or follows please make sure to do that because all the visibility helps tell your friends to listen to us we really want to reach more swifties yeah so next time we'll be covering beautiful eyes from the beautiful eyes ep Ooh, a deep cut oh come hang with us i'm Devin, and i'm gab this has been tay the z see you next time 